This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All this time, Porter, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. Awesome, man. How about that Johnny Manziel debut in the CFL? Oh, yeah. Who's he with? Montreal? I don't know. Oh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Right, Johnny Hamilton. Football, man. Wow. Wow. That's going to uh-huh. be something. Johnny so, so, really, so, so, so really, that, that's what I get for you. You know, it's like, hey, how you doing? Talking about Johnny fucking Manziel, and no one's, and so you're going to trick, make me sound like an asshole, uh, bring up that, you know, none of, you're not going to wish me a happy birthday. I still want to date you, man, being 48. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could have just said happy birthday and not said 48, but, uh, you know, hey, I own it, and I feel every day of it. Well, I was going to get back to it. Uh, happy okay. birthday, man. Thank yeah, you, man. happy thank birthday, you, Johnny. Yeah, all seriousness, thank you. So what, 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 uh, what are you doing on your birthday? I'm doing this right now with you guys. What better way to spend my birthday when my birthday happens to fall you know, on a Tuesday. Damn skippy, damn skippy. <laughs> well, you know, we, earlier we, we, know we have a couple, we have an episode to talk about for, uh, uh, but before we do that, we were talking about um, in the last couple episodes how in the bill that Carrie Von Erich was injured. And so at the uh, October 11th, uh, 1982 uh, Star Wars show, David Von Erich got a shot at Ric Flair. And well, the match is on YouTube, and uh, and so we're going to talk about it. Uh, Kelly, what did you think about this match, man? Yeah, here's a here's a bonus uh, match for us. It's not on the network. It's on YouTube, like you said, Pete. I'll put a link up for all to see. And yeah, um, from Fort Worth too. So this is um, not our regular uh, spot. And actually, it's the same place as. Uh, David's match with Harley Rice from the Hidden Gems, um, the collection that we talked about last week, five years later. And, oh, boy, what a, what a difference five years makes for David mm-hmm. Von Erich. Um, once again, challenging for the NWA title. Yeah, this was cool. I'd never seen this before. I'm not sure who the commentator was. Was it Mark Lawrence? It was Mark Lawrence. He was okay. doing double D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. It just it, it didn't sound quite like him. But, yeah, you're right. It was him. Um, Flair and David both come out to the Star Wars theme. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, 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 it ends when, for Flair, there's silence, and it starts right up again for David. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Oh, man. Um, well, but yeah, this was a Star Wars. Did they play the, uh, 
the 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 the, the good guy song for David and the evil song the vampire. I thought it was the exact. Oh. It was the exact same. Thing. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> that would have been through it. So okay. Oh, see, Pete, Pete, see, no, see, that would have been using your noodle, like. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, strange choice. Um, so yeah, they had a few Star Wars cards in Fort Worth throughout the year um, that were stacked, of course, just like the Dallas ones. And yeah, this I I really liked this match. It uh, was like a classic NWA title match in a lot of ways. Uh, we got you know, the long feeling out process. In the beginning with headlocks, David worked the hammerlock. This felt a lot like a backland match from the same time period with a long shine by David, always getting back in control with that with the hammerlock. Went on for about almost 15 minutes before Flair finally gained control, threw David out of the ring. And, um, yeah, then we, we, you know, it gets... Hotter and hotter. The crowd's really into it. Things get more nasty. We get a slugfest about 20 minutes in. Uh, David goes for the claw. Flair avoids it. And David fired up. He's got the crowd in the palm of his hands. And he missed a charge, hurts his leg, and then perfect storytelling here. Flair capitalizes now, of course, with the figure four. Nice, simple storytelling throughout. And, and then we get the... Back to earlier the match where uh, Flair bumped yeah. his shoulder... Into the pose, right, and that allowed David to start working the arm. Yes, good point. Yes, and then all of a sudden, dramatically, Carrie Von Erich shows up on crutches, and and this is like suddenly 1990 Wrestle War Flair versus Luger with Sting <laughs> coming out on crutches. Um, very similar, of course. Um, Did, and I, I don't remember. Did Sting cost uh, his friend of that match? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because uh, Luger had to come to Sting's rescue, Flair won and by count out. and Flair won by countout. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what happened. And that's a classic match too for anybody listening who hasn't seen it. That's on the network. Um, the uh, pretty big near fall with a small package attempt by David off the figure four. I always love that. That always gets a pop out of me. And then uh, we get blood. David's busted open, posted on the outside. Not a gusher or anything, but he's he's cut. Um, Flair gets busted open, too, just right at the very end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost like uh, not a waste of time, but it was strange that he waited until the, like, the last seconds of the match. But yeah, he's covered. He's covered, <laughs> yeah, covered I mean, in blood. So they look, you know, he's left laying in his own blood. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's more of, you know, building the Von Erics up again. Uh, he yeah. wasn't laying though, you know. He it, it was just never that fight never ended, and then he left. He didn't. He, mm-hmm. it, it was just brutal, just wild. Yeah. Um. So Kerry gets involved in Flair attacks him, just like um, with uh, the Sting match years later, or the uh, Luger match years later. And David grabs the crutch and uses it on Flair, and this of <laughs> course causes Bronco to call for the bell. Um. But you know that's a if you're going to book a non-finish or have the, the hero not win the NWA title, I think that's the right way to go is have the, the hero lose control of his emotions and get disqualified and not have, for example, the uh, heel do something to get disqualified. I think that's the better better booking decision there. And our the post-match, pretty good, wild brawl. Um, we get... Uh, all kinds of uh, people don't they come into the ring isn't there uh, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah yeah to break it up 
Um, oh yeah. Then the, well, David Manning gives it his best shot by jumping on the back of the world heavyweight champion and trying to put him in a wrestling hold. And <laughs> fuck you, and gets tossed. Thank God. And then, and then the wrestlers come out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought this was a great uh, heel performance by Flair. This match, he did a ton of cheating um, to get the advantage every time. Um, yeah, very, very good uh, heel performance here. And I give it four stars. I really like this exciting match. Great performance by both guys. Hot crowd. And, and yeah, really good. Yeah, you really see the development of David here um, compared yeah. to the Harley match, which we reviewed on our The Hidden Gems. Is, oh, yeah. You could also, you know, David looked a lot smoother, a lot more confident in what he was doing. He didn't look yeah. nervous, which he did in the Harley match. Um, yeah, but you know what he learned? But you know what he learned in the Harley match that you see here. He know he learned how to listen to the champion called in the ring. Yeah, because you, you saw there was a lot of you see like they're having a conversation at least two times in certain lockups and holds, and it's David. You know he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He learned that in, in that match probably. And then you can also see how Flair trusts David more. Because mm-hmm. Flair gave him a, a long shine segment. Yeah. Long, we got mm-hmm. a good heat segment um, while, while Harley was doing a lot more cutoffs because he didn't trust David uh, mm-hmm. driving the car, if you will, as much. <laughs> um, so I, I, I find it fascinating to compare the two. And it's also, when you think about it, I mean, Flair was more tied to carry. Well, David truly, really, I, mean, I mean, if you guys disagree here, David, I thought, was clearly more uh, tied to Harley Race uh, and <clears throat> stuff. So I yeah. found that neat. And then you kind of had Kevin mm-hmm. kind of he kind of fought both of them in a way in the middle. Uh, <laughs> you know, he probably uh, had, you know, Kevin's had, just been sitting around. Kevin's just sitting around waiting for Chris Adams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so when you also compare it to that, I also I think it's timely that we got to watch these matches. Uh, Within, you know, back-to-back yeah. shows type of thing. Uh, Johnny, yeah. where, were, where are your thoughts here? Because, you know, this is not your, <clears throat> you know, a Johnny Sorrow uh, type of match. It did wow. finish um, 16th on the Death Valley Driver, uh, best of the WCW set. Oh, it's awesome. Set. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you hate it or anything, but it's not, you know, it's... You, there's a certain thing that Johnny, you know, you're... you're oh, well, well. Well, let's hear it. Halfway. <laughs> Halfway. <laughs> It's, it was halfway because the, the, the okay again timing by the world champion. This is a this match is a perfect example of I want thirty minutes. I want because it's pretty much to the dot a thirty minute long match, yeah. and and so I started thinking about that during those beginning sequences where I was always like, you better be really good at this to keep me interested. Yeah, um, with the the, the, what the baby face has to do, and David, who and then by the end I think we see is a God, could he be a heel? I wish I, I still wish we could have seen him be a heel at this point and not been cut off. Because he, here's what he's got he's got um, an arm bar, he's got uh, a hammer lock, and he's got uh, headlocks. Now the hammer. Well, no, no, but this, he, does, he maybe does that once here. He, this is what he goes back to, his rotation of what he gets yeah. him into. And the hammerlock looks badass because you see him talking a little shit. But uh, that's what he has to do because he's the baby face. And, this is, and they have to fill time. And 
do and do you have the crowd in the palm of your hand while you're doing it is the main focus of what wrestling is. And you could say that there's, there's guys today who do a half an hour match. And I don't even talk, and I'm not even talking about just a bunch of high spots, but like they're so talented at doing this, that, and the other. And they don't have crowds quite this hot. And they also, it's like, it's the old work smarter, not harder philosophy of what you're doing in this business and to get to where you have to get to. Because by the end of this, they've got to put in a lot of energy and go nuts. And, uh, and so I really, I found that fascinating. That's how I got through that part of it. I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, it's David has that weird bump. He takes, and I like it. Uh, I guess from a, 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 a not crossbody, but you know, running against each other, boom, and uh, drop tackle, whatever. Where he doesn't take a bat, but he got bumpy, kind of flips over on his stomach. We're like, oh, he goes flying and lands on his stomach, and I was like, it looks gangly, but you know, it's different, and I like that. And and then. After the first 15 minutes, then they crank it up. Then it gets – they're pissed off. Then the chops are really coming out, and they're having a fucking great match. And I'm loving it, and it's – this is great. And then fucking Carrie's there? What the fuck is Carrie? I'm like, okay, Carrie's there. I know it is all about Carrie. That is what the push is. Fine. And then David's not in trouble and in the corner, and Dave, and Carrie just kind of grabs David and pulls him out of the ring, and, and starts trying to give him advice mm-hmm. to the point where you see David go like, "I got it," and he tries to get back in, and Flair just cuts him off and stomps on him. And by the time he finally does get in, he's getting his ass kicked again by Flair. And I'm like, "Is this the genesis of a possible heel turn that just never came to fruition?" Because I would be furious with my brother. My dumb brother who just did this. This is my shot for the NWA championship. I, I have it. Uh, uh, and But then it goes, wow, the crutch, like you said, was here. before the crutch, he, David, Bronco saw it. David hits Flair in the knee with the, the belt. Bam. And then, but the crutch was too much. And Flair's a mess, like we said. It, it's so chaotic. <clears throat> Mark Lawrence is, is announcing the winner. But he doesn't do it in the ring announcer voice of ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the veteran still champion. He goes, he beat him. Uh, he beat him. He's, uh, he didn't carry cost him the title. He laid ladies and he, he still got the belt. And he, but that's in the house, that's in the house mic, not on the announcer mic. <laughs> it was fantastic. And just seeing David Manning get tossed twice. Bronco, David punches Bronco. You know, drops Bronco, and but by this time I'm just like David Von Erich rules, loved it, and uh, it was like, and that's it. It just it turned it up when it needed to turn this up to what I like. It did it in space, but I've again from a kayfabe uh, perspective, I was if I was David Von Erich, I'd be like, what did you do? I I loved the match. Um, it was a classic Ric Flair title defense. Um, I gave four and a quarter. I the crowd is hot right right up right from Jump Street and it, Ooh, it, boy. the work yep. got hot and the way they worked the match got it hotter and hotter mm-hmm. and they took mm-hmm. the crowd up. Um, David is controlling it with like a headlock early and working spots around it. You can see the 
the the uh, the difference and uh, with David working the headlock here in '82 versus uh, when he did it with Harley in what '77 or '78 it was. Um, we get that overhand wrist lock battle, which is like classic tropes of '80s championship wrestling for titles. Um, they're working the headlock, not just sitting in it. Love Flair uh, uh, b- 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 bumping the arm into the corner so David Von Erich can start working it. I love the, the psychology there. Um, they, they they get a lot out of the arm uh, arm spots and they start working around. Really good work there. Really nice shine by David, actually. Um, David misses an elbow drop and then Flair goes to school. Love Flair... Uh, Panamining to the referee that David pulling his hair. So when the mm. ref goes to look, I love Flair then pulls David's hair and then bumps it down. Just great, yeah. just great little. Just a little, not you know, just he'll he'll work for one. Um, uh, and then we get David uh, uh, gets a gets a little taste back on Flair and cuts him off and and now it's like we're getting down to that final ten minutes and and they're just throwing throwing bombs at one another, and the crowd is at a fever pitch, and crowd's just rabid. Um, David Von Erich uh, st- standing tall towards the end, but no, uh, but no, he misses the big knee into the corner, and, you know, and Flair's like, whoa, and starts taking him <laughs> down, working the leg, going for the figure four. Uh, Flair keeps on kicking, I mean, David keeps on kicking him off, and then we get a modified uh indian deathlock by uh flair uh-huh. that was really neat um and then flair keeps on destroying the leg finally gets the figure four and then how uh, you guys talked to they ended up working into the schmaz um man, Rich, but, you know, again, here's how good rick flair is like this is from a kayfabe perspective of the performance you put on um because he He's looking at Carrie all stumbling over, trying to get involved, and he, you know, he he, he waves to him like beckons him, like come on in. You know, he says like, come on in, boy, if you want some, and he baits him in because that's how Ric Flair gets out of a situation. He's gonna bait this dummy in so he protecting his title. <laughs> it was just classic stuff, man. Classic time. That was great. Man. Great. Um, a, a true gem. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, pro wrestling announcer Kevin Kelly here. I want to make sure you are all subscribed to all the great feeds here at Place to Be Nation. It's really easy to do. Just head to iTunes or your preferred podcatcher app today and search and subscribe to the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, which, of course, includes the full archives of the Kevin Kelly Show, the Place to Be Nation pod feed, and the pro wrestling only feed. Subscribe, listen, and then rate us and leave feedback today. And be sure to give Justin your true thoughts. I mean, don't hold back. After all, he is kind of a jerk. Just listen to Scott. Place Nation's JT Rosero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlaceFinition.com. We offer them to you on two great feeds. On the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, we bring you the Mothership, the Place to Be podcast, along with main event, Survey Says, the Monday Night Wars, and our monthly pay-per-view reaction show, as well as Jeff Learns Wrestling. In addition to these full-length shows, we also deliver special network podcasts and pod blasts on topics old and new. Over on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, we dive deep inside the wrestling business with a stacked army of experts leading the way. 
The feed features potpourri shows such as This Week in Wrestling, Greetings from Allentown, Match of the Week podcasts, and the Military Industrial Suplex. We also have shows that focus intently on certain topics like Through the Years, World Cast, Strong Style History, Strong Style Story, and Mount Olympus. Plus, the feed has the full archives of legendary shows like Titans of Wrestling, Where the Big Boys Play, Letters from Center Stage, and Letters from Kayfabe, plus much more. And on our very popular Place to Be Nation Pop podcast feed, we offer such great shows as Talkin' Pop, the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, NBA Team, PTBM Play, Sunday Groove, Breaking Balls, and Lucha Undead, as well as a vertical podcast heaven for comics fans with the hard-traveling fanboys, Sellers Points, Todd Weber's Conversations, Geek and Sassy, and Marvel Age Podcasts. You can find all of these current shows, plus archives of our past podcasts, including the Kevin Kelly Show, as well by subscribing to both feeds on iTunes. And while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback today. All these shows, plus others, available at PlaySpation.com, where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus in-depth stretch projects, and more. Be sure to support our site by using PlaySpation.com backslash Amazon when doing your online shopping, and download our free PTB Vintage Vault Refresh eBooks via the links on our site. We also want to thank our friends at Boneheads, Wing Bar in West Warwick, Rhode Island, and Fall River, Massachusetts, and the History of Wrestling.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. PlaySpation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. And so now we're going to move into the proper episode, World Class Championship Wrestling, episode 45, October 30th, 1982. And it opens up here, and uh, Bundy's on freaking strike, you know, pulled straight out of the current events, right from the, right from the headlines. Johnny, what do, you, what do you think of this angle, and what do you think of Bundy here? Okay, we're going to talk about this angle throughout the show. Because uh, I remember it from when the WWE On Demand service was putting stuff up. But I only remember seeing, like, a, one promo and one one thing from it. Not the whole thing. So it, it just questions about what exactly they're doing. Now, this, Bunny sitting there puffing on a cigarette, I'm on strike. You know, Gary Hart has gets all the money and I don't get shit. You know, Jay Saldy could sympathize. And I think Saldy's like, yeah, thanks. No one likes to be reminded on air about the football players going on strike because back then it feels those greedy motherfucking players. You know, <laughs> just some fat asshole in his fucking chair. Greedy fucking players. You know, Jay Saldy, he's, he's hurt and has to do this shit. You know, and you're, you know, and he, you know, thanks for bringing that up, King Kong. And, uh, and then he says that anything I miss, Gary Hart has to wrestle in my place. And I went, huh, how's that fucking work? You know, you got to get some, apparently you realize that you're not in the main events anymore. <laughs> you're going to say that. And they clarify it later. He says he's going to have to wrestle for, Gary Hart's going to have to wrestle for him in any of his matches. They clarify it later. It's only main event matches. I was like, well, then Gary Hart doesn't have to worry. <laughs> Because he's not in any of matches for a while. And then that leads us to uh, what do what do you think of it, Kelly? Uh, um, yeah, I'd heard about the whole strike thing, but never I had never seen any of it. So yeah, it's it's an interesting little twist. Um, ties in the the bounty storyline in that he's not being asked to uh, collect the bounty money, and yeah, um, I thought. Uh, 
Yeah, it's 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 a, like I said, an interesting wrinkle um, in the whole Bundy, the long like his ongoing arc basically that we've seen uh, the whole um, length of this uh, series that we've been going on. In a, in a different way to finish up, finish him up because I mean honestly, I think he only he's around through December, right? Is he okay? Yeah, he's he's yeah coming close because I know he's got to get to mid south. He's got Georgia and all that coming up. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's good to see some development because we have a lot of characters that haven't really well they've been around forever, and it seems like week in week out they're just it's just rinse repeat same thing. Um, Kong's at least he's gone from being a babyface to a heel to now being kind of in between. No, that's the problem. He's a heel on strike. Yeah. And it's like, that's too, A, it's too advanced for this time period. And B, right. I'm just like, how does that fucking make sense? Who gives a shit? You know, who gives a shit? Because, okay, that's just it. We've seen this sort of thing before where a manager is stiffing a wrestler. Coco Beware in Memphis is getting stiffed by Jimmy Hart and turns babyface. Bundy's getting stiffed by his manager and he's still a heel. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It doesn't, that doesn't make and any sense. We see him get involved in next week's show, and next week he gets involved. Right, right. In, so yeah, that's, that's right. that. Yeah. That I didn't mind. We'll get to that because of the friendship element. But uh, but I'm like, what are you doing? I don't I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, well, that leads us to the dragon versus the Samoan with a snake. Um, <laughs> wrinkling with the gimmick. What what'd you make of the snake, Kelly, in the match? Uh. Oh, I forgot to mention, October 30th, 1982, my wife was actually born on the oh, day the show, the show aired. Congratulations. Oh, really? Not in 1982, obviously. But, yeah, uh, of course, but October 30th. Uh, yeah, no, this was her actual birthday, or date that she was born. Um, yeah, love you, baby. Um, of course, she doesn't listen to these shows. <laughs> uh, and of all the hundreds of podcasts I've ever done, the only one she's ever listened to was the Archie Show that Johnny and I oh, did really? for imaginary stories. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What'd she think? For John. What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, that's his birthday present. What'd she think? She probably went three hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She knew they were long. That's probably one reason she doesn't listen to them. Um, but no, it was when Riverdale came out, so she was interested, uh, and she collected Archie comics when she was a kid. Oh, so. that's great. Tell, but, her, tell, her thank, tell her thank you. Yes. Anyway, so this match, uh, the Samoan versus the Dragon, yeah, like you said, Pete, the Samoan has years before Jake Roberts, he's got a python. Yeah, and since we're talking about the fucking snake, so he's got a snake, you you see the look on his face with the snake? He's so (laughs) chill, he's just like, dude, check out my snake. (laughs) It's it's just, he's not going, all right, he's he's hanging, and Jay Saldi hates snakes. He goes, oh, I hate snakes, especially if it's a pet. As <laughs> <laughs> opposed to the one you uh, across in your yard. Yeah, you're not expecting yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Saldi, he says the Wild Samoans are the current Georgia-Texas heavyweight champions. Is that what you know? I thought you just said, I didn't hear the Georgia-Texas. <laughs> yeah. I heard Georgia. Yeah, I heard Georgia. I didn't hear Georgia-Texas either. I'm, I'm sure he said Georgia-Texas heavyweight. I take out, I, you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm never going to watch it again, and I'm fine. You know, I don't put it past them. Yeah, it's a blue freaking buy. I don't, I don't think. It's- oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's, it's so believable. Yeah, it it's like a, it's, it's what he like does. A saldiism, you know. Yeah, it's a saldiism. 
there's more to come. Um, <laughs> Bugsy's front and center with the uh, eating popcorn, chatting with the fans. Now, the audio for this episode was pretty Ooh, bad. Abysmal. Oh, boy. Abysmal. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. really garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, dude, I, I, I have a lot on that. <laughs> yeah. And it starts with this match and goes pretty much for the rest of the show. Um, it was uh, Samoan was given a lot of offense, but it was really just a long squash in the end. And yeah, that's all I got. Okay, what do you think, John? Well, then also with Jay talking about snakes, when he says something about hating snakes. Maybe that's what he said, and. Bill goes, really? You know, snake, hate snakes that much? And he goes, you know, snakes make snake snakes make people run into trees. And he goes, run, run into trees. And Bill's like, run, run, run into trees. He's like, you know, you see a snake in the woods, and you're going to run, run up into a tree. He's like, that was told to me by my good friend Richard Pryor. And I'm like, oh, I know that Richard Pryor joke. You butchered it. Just <laughs> butchered it. Just, oh. So, so his friend Richard Pryor. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, Bugsy's there though, with the cool guys, and we're gonna talk a bit more uh, as we go on about the cool guys. Better Bugsy with these guys than with the kids. I'm, I'm fine with Bugsy with these dudes. So, yeah, let's watch wrestling together. Um, at, at one point, these audio difficulties make it sound like uh, Bill's being waterboarded. And, <laughs> And then I realized, basically, <laughs> they make Jay sound dumber and make Bill sound drunk. And especially when Jay says again, well, that's the, his lack of inexperience. You put the slow on it. And it's like, oh, boy. And uh, you got at the end, for some reason, David Manning is at ringside, and he's unhappy with Renesto for some reason. And he, he does. I did hear on the second time watching this that he's like, he says that Bill's like David Manning is talking to Renesto about something. I'm like, is this part of any angle? Because remember, he's the NWA referee. Yeah, is this part of the eventual? You need to pick the referee thing that is going to be coming up. Is what I got out of that? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I. I also said you know, Bill sounds like me in hour three of a podcast. <laughs> margaritas, <laughs> yeah. unlimited bottomless margaritas. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my, my favorite Johnny moment when he was doing uh, "You're You're So Whacked Out" that one episode we were doing. Uh, it, no, yes, are you about to say like, this, uh, Bill sounds like he's about to ruin a discussion about the Cobra Clutch Challenge you <laughs> <laughs> started talking in, in duck voice oh boy <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I what know. I was referring to Margarita Mania oh, I don't <laughs> yeah um, and I'm not putting and I'm not denying it I literally don't <laughs> <laughs> the legend, the myth, the story mm. of Johnny Sorrow. Um, yeah, this is. This, I, I actually thought Dragon looked pretty good here, working the body, working the arm. Uh, it, you know, but this was 
you know, was what it was, a squash. And that leads us to checkmate versus uh, Raul Castro. Uh, well, what do you think of this one, man, Kelly? <laughs> well, the checkmate has a new glittery mask, so Ooh. that's that's something. It, it distinguishes him from Grand Marquis or Grand Marcus. Um, <laughs> that's how he did it. <laughs> Asshole. Um, Castro, I don't think we'd seen him in a while. He, just Ooh. every few months, he pops back up. Um, let's see. Saldi buries him as not much of a challenge mm-hmm. right off the bat. Poor guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was an okay little match, you know, for a few minutes anyway. And, um, the checkmate with a unique pinning combination. It's been a long time since I've seen this, so I don't remember exactly what it was. That's the note I have. He never uses the same finisher twice. So I kind of like the checkmate so far. I just wish he had somebody he could work with. Uh, what you, uh, you think, John? <laughs> well, this was odd. At the beginning, when they announced them, because they, they do point out that someone said, yeah, the Royal Castro has been around in a little while. When they announced them, Checkmate got cheers, and Castro got booze. And Castro, even though he's wearing a mask, you see him react to this, like, what the fuck? You know, like, it was weird. Was like, why is Checkmate getting cheers? Maybe it was a mask. Kelly. Yes. Uh, and yeah, and maybe that's it because again they call him a young man. Maybe that's his idea. He's like, I just offense. put on a Raul Castro doesn't scream baby face to me anyway. The name you're exactly okay. I, I, I wasn't even gonna bring that up, but you're exactly right. To that crowd, the name Raul Castro is not a baby face name. <laughs> oh man. No. And uh but again, maybe because again, Bill calls him a young man, the judge checkmate, and maybe that's what he wants. Maybe that's why he's wearing a mask. You know, he's like, I've been in this business a long time. You know, I'm gonna put on a mask. You know, just put over that I'm a young guy. Well, and he's doing his. He probably was. <laughs> oh, well, okay, fine, but uh, but he's doing that fucking armadillo move again. Isn't that the with worst? Raul Castro. It's the worst. I wrote down, this move sucks and underlined it like three times I did. <laughs> and and I'm just like, fucking kick him. Kick him in the fucking head. Just, we'll talk about it even more. But again, if this is a limited roster. If I see someone fall for this twice, I'm going to throw my phone through the fucking wall. Because... It sucks. It's stupid. Ugh. And but the pinfall that uh, Checkmate did—he did this leg lock pinfall. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool, man. And but everything else just sucked. Yeah, I mean Checkmate <laughs> uh, limited returns. Let's put it that way. Um, well, again, again, he doesn't. Who does he have to work with? Yeah, no one. Like, I mean, like you Alex, said, like you said, he's heading into a Bugsy McGraw view. I mean, what a, <laughs> what a waste of talent. Um, uh-huh. Look, all right. That leads us to uh, Bundy and Hart uh, talking about the strike. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's going on here, John? What's what's going on here? Well, apparently Bill Mercer is a union negotiator now on TV because this is Bill sitting in the middle trying to negotiate uh, something between Gary Hart and King Kong Bundy and. The big thing with this is what I was like. What I was saying before, Gary Hart 
is so good at being realistic that there's no clear who's right or who's wrong with this. Where it's like, no, no, I need a little bit. Well, let's look. Uh, I wrote down, this should be a baby face turn. This is all the earmarks of a baby face turn. This, this should be Buddy Rogers on Rogers Corner revealing to Jimmy Snuka that Lou Albano has been fucking him out of his money. And this is this. And I was like, what the, what the fuck is this? And he – so when Bundy says, oh, you've been sniffing me, blah, 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 you got hard going, no, you've done it significantly better since you've been with me. Um, I, I've, you've been booked. You've, you've been booked on every card. You know, you've had a run with the belt. You know, you're, you're, you're and it's like, well, Gary Hart's making a little bit of sense. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's then they reveal about it's the it's oh no it's main events and uh, Bundy gets off a great line about he's like I'm the one that's buying you all them Lincoln Continentals and Gary Hart goes. I don't know any like Continentals. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is, is this? And in the middle of all of this, <laughs> the Devils were playing in the playoffs, Kelly. <laughs> and my buddy Chris had once said, like, hey, you're watching the game. And I was like, no, I got to watch this wrestling. And in the middle of this, I get a text that said, Devils had a great game. Hope you got to watch it, Chris. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. And then it ends with a still shot of an awkward looking King Kong Bundy who looks like a goon with a still shot that I insist is the cover, uh, the cover art for this show. I I love Gary Hart. Don't get me wrong. I love Gary Hart. I don't know what they're doing here. I I know what they're doing here. It's not good. Yeah, just yeah. Well, what are your thoughts, Kelly? Yeah, I, I just I liked Hart a lot yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Hart, very, even says, Hart even says, "No, no, you listen, King Kong Bundy. You didn't just <laughs> sign a contract with me. You signed a contract with World Class Championship Wrestling." I'm like, "What? What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> it is weird. Um, Maybe it was this was some sort of experiment by Hart oh. and booking. I, I don't know. It was the only time ever they've done the album. But anyway, Hart's. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, I'm sure if anyone ever brought it. Well, no, no. I Every now and then, some guy com, comes out with a sign. Well, yeah, guy, guy comes out with a sign. I'm on strike, and it's all like it's like vaudevillian, and it's stupid. Then this is yeah. this is this is we're gonna do a, an intricate strike start. No, don't. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, Hart was was really good here, just in his personality and, and oh, calmly well, that, calmly dealing that's, with Bundy. And that's the problem. He's so good that you're like, there's yeah, no fear anything. Yeah, no, he's not the heel really. It, it is weird. Um, you know, that's more interesting than most of the show, though. Yeah, at least it's <sighs> something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then we got Jose Mays, Super Sock Nathario. Versus Grand Marcus too, um, and these guys have a history, uh, so they wrestled each other. What were, what were, you, what were your thoughts, Kelly? Um, I think this was a pretty decent little match. Jose always, um, you know, delivers when we get to see him. Of course, this is where I noticed. Uh, I think Johnny mentioned these cool fans 
Yeah. At ringside here, they had signs. They do. And they could, did have signs. Yeah, yeah and, and I could, fucking fans. That's Ed in San Antonio. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's a great guy. Okay, well then, then this because then maybe explain this because I took the time to write this down because they had signs, and then I went, "What is this?" Yeah. You know, because so I I I rewound it. I, I paused it, and the one said. One sign said, the only thing worse than a scorpion's bite is an Italian's revenge. And uh, with a scorpion. And then the other one had like a drawn scorpion and it had like, uh, it was like a description of a wrestler's name, but the wrestler's name is Danny Angelo. Danny Angelo. Who the fuck is, what is that? And I I just thought that was super interesting. Was that just like, is one of them named Danny Angelo and that's just what they did? Because I think that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so Ed in San Antonio wasn't cool, Pete? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never had any problems, but I know a lot of people hate him. So, yeah, well. What is he? like? Is he just a super fan that everyone knows? He's a super he's fan. Like, he's got money. Suck up observer guy. He was not... Oh, okay. Hey, but you know what else? He's a guy also who all I knew when I used to look at that site and everything years ago was, hey, I'm throwing a big get-together of fans uh, who know each other at the website and paying for a big old dinner yeah. out at some event. And I'm like, and people were just like, what an asshole. I was like, what are you talking about? This sounds great. Mm. <laughs> sounds like a great guy. Yeah. No, I don't know anything about him. I, the signs were just really like inside yeah, jokes, I, I guess. I'm running to him at indie shows, and yeah, he's, he's fine with me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Everybody's got heat. Let's not. Everybody. Let, hey, you know, we, we, I say we uh, say we always keep ourselves above that sort of yes behavior. Yes, yeah, so I'll I'll move on. Um, this match was heated, and the crowd was into it. It was, was stiff-looking punches as always, and then it just kind of ends abruptly with Jose being DQ'd. Tossing, tossing Marcus over the top rope, um, and it was kind of uh, it was done. It was almost a well, it was kind of a botch. Um, uh, Marcus didn't really get over the, the rope right, and then right. he had to launch himself. And Saldi and um, Mercer actually covered it by saying um, Jose had stopped himself, and then Marcus purposely launched himself over the top rope to get uh, the DQ win. So that was. Uh, that was a nice recovery, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as that finish uh, goes, because I don't, the other stuff I have to talk about isn't really about the match. But I was thinking, okay, we saw that finish last. Uh, I even mentioned we saw that finish last week. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? Did Bill Irwin do it on purpose or, or not? And uh, now Jose doing it. Is, is Fritz in the back? Look, we need something besides draws. <laughs> yeah. So this this is what I want now. A These. radical, radical <laughs> new booking this, decision. This is the right. This is the radical new booking decision. So nobody has to do a job. And uh, Jay has to say <laughs> during a moment when it wasn't or the sound wasn't fucked up. Jay has to try to say orthoscope, and that's a wonderful, <laughs> just <laughs> wonderful. And he, he does mention that these guys know each other because they used to wrestle against each other. When we ask him who the fuck is Marcus uh, uh, to, they, they say uh, both wrestled each other in the old WWWF. 
And I was like, <laughs> I, I wrote down Kelly. Yeah. No, no, that didn't nothing. happen. <laughs> no, no. I smelled bullshit on that. Yeah, oh, that's... Oh, I, well, I, I, I didn't know. Is that bullshit? Or did you hear that? And did your spidey sense tingle? And did you, did you, did you research that shit? <laughs> no, I, I must have missed that. But no, they didn't They didn't work in the WWE. Okay. No. You tried to get through, Kelly. I was a little surprised you missed them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I missed some of these things. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I mean, it was All right. yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> no, but and Jose, but in the middle of all this bullshit, Jose with that left hook, just better than that left hook was badass. And there was a woman in the crowd, just your typical Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, you know, seventies, eighties, just straight long, uh, a brown hair, who's very concerned about what's going on. And this is nineteen eighty two. My music teacher in grade school, from kindergarten through halfway through the eighth grade, was Ms. Christensen, and she disappeared with with no explanation in the middle of my eighth grade year, which would put this right around 1982. So, wow. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I, Just, I, know. I enjoyed the match. Um, I, I like uh, Jose keeping uh, Marcus off balance with... Uh, with with with, uh, with straight rights and arm with some nice arm drags, what a great left by Jose in this match. Uh, oh, that left, yeah. Oh. Marcus has no answers for these furies. Um, you know, fun, fun, fun match while it lasted and stuff. And then that leads us to uh, Gordian Hayes versus the Destroyer Irwin. And I, I was wondering who. Na- Freak the Destroyer is. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was Johnny Mantel, but I don't know. Uh, Kelly, you have oh. an idea? Oh, no, you guessed correctly, Pete. Yeah. Good call. Yes, hey. it, it is the brother of the Candyman. Look out, look out, the Candyman. Is uh, now in the territory <laughs> as the Destroyer, the fifth, count them, fifth, Mask guy on this show. <laughs> it's you must have great. you must you must have been watching this show with your pants off. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I love I love mask guys, but this was ridiculous. <laughs> Destroyer, Grand Marcus, Raul Castro, Checkmate, and the Dragon. That's five. Um, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, world class is a. Is a total mask they, territory. Wait, they, now. They, wait, they call him Destroyer Number One. Where's Number mm, Two? I know. <laughs> and they call Grand Marcus Dose, and there's number no Grand two. Marcus One. <laughs> Some of this stuff is just so silly. Yeah, uh, starts going over. Grand Marcus is going. Yeah, we, this is Grand Marcus Two. But started going over Grant Marcus's history. Uh, by <laughs> yeah, and like I said on a previous episode, there's no record of a Grand Marcus dose yeah. in the territory. Just Grand Marcus, or there's no record of a Grand Marcus dose at all on wrestling data. So it's uh, it's, it's really bizarre here. Um, it's a quantum well, leap, and we managed to catch yeah. it on the network. That's <laughs> yeah, something. Um, so this. This is the debut of uh, Terry Gordy together with uh, his uh, brother in the Freebirds. And yeah, wow, against Irwin and the Destroyer. Destroyer number one, yes. Um, yeah, so the crowd is super hot. 
Hundred percent behind the Freebirds. Gordy looks great. Lots of action and no downtime in this match. Lots of quick tags. And um, yeah, I like the finish that the Freebirds use here. A backdrop by Hayes into like a nasty power bomb slash pile driver hybrid from Gordy that he must have picked up in Japan or something. It was cool. And um, yeah, I mean, it just they it's here to get the Freebirds over, make them look cool, make them look great. And uh, the mission accomplished in uh, that in that regard. What are your thoughts, Johnny? So first of all, uh, at the end of the, the last match, when they show the the, the message on the screen, I, I can never get that right. What what the fuck that is called? There's a term for it. Words. Uh, it says literally. Up next. Wild Bill and the Destroyer, and then parentheses, not Bundy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I thought was incredibly odd to, to let you know. But anyway, but it's the Freebirds. It's Terry Gordy. And I just wrote down, young Gordy is awesome. These people, we, we mentioned when uh, Hayes arrived, we said, these people have never seen anything like this. In this match, they've never seen anything like this. Because he just throws himself into the ropes and is so agile when doing all this cool shit. He's already loved because of Michael Hayes. Because Michael Hayes just won them over within a couple weeks. They already love him. And then he comes out and just destroys. And he's so impressive. And those people already love the birds. As you can tell with their chant for Michael Hayes. Where they call him Mike. Go, Mike, go. Yeah. Go, Mike, go. And Hayes must have been thinking, I said, it's fucking Hayseeds. <laughs> and again, oh, I'm sure you mentioned this before, but again, with best body slams since Hulk Hogan put one on on Rocky Balboa, I was like, what, what are you doing with all this? And then. Hayes comes in and he does the headlock spot. Now, I thought that was great because if Gordy was doing the headlock spot in here, it'd be almost like too heelish for him. He just destroyed. Let Hayes do that. That's not, you know, he's that, that's good for him to be doing that, you know. You know, you don't want to, you never want Gordy to be too much of a bully during this initial babyface run. Uh, let's see. Uh, they talk about King Kong Bundy and they can say about how big he is. And they don't say, well, Big Bun, King Kong Bundy can't move like Terry Gordy. They say, well, Bundy, you know, he doesn't move very well. And <laughs> I was like, damn, they're just murdering King Kong Bundy. <laughs> uh, uh, they do the tombstone. The shot, you know, is from behind, but who gives a fuck? Uh, and there's a guy in the crowd who loves the freeze birds. He's just screaming, number one. There was a, that was them. I think it was Ed. And, uh, and uh, uh, I loved it because I was like, here's the debut of Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Now shit's getting real. And he comes out and uh, totally impresses. Mm. You know, just totally impresses that crowd. I loved it. Yeah, it was fun to see Gordian Hayes team up for the first time in the territory, and uh, uh, we got uh, we got uh, 
you know, it needed what it needed to do and stuff. Um, and then we, it closes up with an Irwin and Bundy. Uh, of course, because it always ends with Wild Bill Irwin. And when Kevin actually sleeps in at the very, very end. Oh, yeah. He, yeah Kevin finally says, you know, fuck this. Uh, well, so Bundy's with Irwin. And you got Wild Bill Irwin, and he's put over the birds. He's saying, he's like, you guys are good. You guys are tough, which is great. And I always was thinking, uh, or, or, excuse me, I was just uh, thinking earlier. Like, if Wild Bill Irwin had ever done the old stereotypical 80s quote-unquote gay gimmick, you know, where it's just like, oh, is he or isn't he? We never say that. They're, you know, unusual or whatever. You know, Adrian Adonis or, you know, the various levels of that. I thought he could have been great at that because that's his, yeah. it's almost his delivery. You know, if he went over the top of that and, and really curled his hair like a, you know, an English lord, let's say, like they mentioned. I mean, he could, I could have been really fun with that. And, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and Bundy's basically saying, look, I'm on strike, but we're a tag team. We're partners. This is my buddy, and we stick together. And, you know, I'm not going to let these redneck punks, you know, push us around. You know, I might be on strike, but, you know, and I was like, I like that. That's the little, it's almost baby fish-ish, you know, sort of for King Kong Bundy here. So good. And then we get Wild Buller with and he says, it's like the big hawk that flies in the sky. He can be trapped and so can the free birds. (laughs) (laughs) And then Kevin he kind of comes out and he's like, uh, and then the pictures just jumping all over. And I'm literally thinking for the people like around my age, speaking of my age, where's the vertical? Where's the, t- you know, trying to, you know, change the knob on the TV <laughs> or the, or for a little bit older, the tracking on the VCR. And he's putting over Wild Bill you can't hear anything. You, you hear them eventually mention, Kevin says, could you imagine if there were two Wild Bill Irwins? And I was like, is that an allusion to his brother coming soon? <laughs> uh, and he says, so he's, Kevin's being charming here. He says something about the only injuries he has are a few on my knuckles and right here on my elbow for putting them into Kabuki's teeth and eyebrows. I was like, fuck, yeah. And then, of course, everything's going haywire with this. Kevin Von Erich cuts the best promo of his life. Everything's going fucking haywire. Uh, it was... It, it, I wish I could have heard all of this. It, it, this is literally Kevin's best promo. What about you, Kelly? What are your thoughts on all this closing up the uh, shops? Uh, well, I mean, Kevin and Wild Bill have wrestled each other 99 times, so next week will be 100. So that's an achievement. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. One last thing. I'm sorry, Kelly. One last thing. He says, Kevin says, you know, well, I could get so hard it would knock my brains out. Good thing I don't have any brains. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna mention that. That's that. That was weird. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, and it wasn't. Then there were the announcers. They were like, "Oh no, Kevin. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah. sell yourself, oh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. Insecure Kevin or something. I don't know. No, he was being tough. He's like, he's like, you know, you can't. I'm I'm, I'm rough when I'm tumble and I'm maybe not be all that smart, man. But the only two injuries I have are from putting my fists into people's faces. It's like, God damn, yes, Kevin. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, well, I guess we'll just wrap it up here. Um, not a whole lot going on. Again, we're you know they're pushing the Freebirds pretty strong. It says a lot that really, for the most part, they're Von Eric freaks for the final final promo of the day, and they're kind of. It's kind of getting excited with the Freebirds as the lead baby faces. So, uh, a, lot yeah. more, a lot more time, a lot more coming our way. Uh, twists and turns. Um, Kelly, what were your final thoughts? Yeah, the Freebirds. Yeah, they're they're you know difference makers already. The crowd's super into them. They're exciting. It's all about them. The rest of the show is the same motley crew of characters we've had. <laughs> Now with 25% more masked wrestlers. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it is what it is. Um, the, the shows are 45 minutes or whatever. It's no huge commitment. Um, no, one, no one wants the stink of being there on them. They're all just wearing masks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think Gary Hart was making some extra coins selling masks. Or something like that. <laughs> side hustle I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> I'll book you in the territory but you gotta buy a mask from me hey I'm, yeah. one of us. Hey, I'm just saying brother I'm the one that has the connection to the best masks you know I'm just, you know, you're not, you're, it's gonna be a quality mask I guarantee it <laughs> well we're getting closer to Christmas nights anyway that's right a couple more months away um on that note, uh, follow me at Titans O Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, Johnny, where can they find you at, man? I'm at uh, JSorrow10 at Twitter, I think. I don't know. All right. So <laughs> just, just, you know, look, look at these two guys. Look at these two guys. I'm always in there with it. And there you go. Telly, where can we find you at? I'm at MSG1880 on Twitter, Ricky Jackson. And, uh, yeah, I tweet once a week or twice, maybe. <laughs> well, there we go. Bye. Follow me at Titans of Wrestling. Have a great week. Um, you know, this, uh, to remember, uh, Thursday, a new hidden gem will drop on the network. See what that mm. is. Yeah. And, you know, so have a great one, man. Laters. My heartaches and troubles are just up and gone the moment that you come in view and with your hand in mine dear I could dance on and on and I could waltz across Texas with you waltz across Texas with you is with you like a story book ending I'm lost in your charms and I could waltz across Texas with you